When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2019, the Monday Night Raw season premiere. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Matt Morgan should be along shortly. And we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw, the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Justin, how many times do you reckon tonight they said the word season premiere on tonight's episode? I counted 172. What about you? Uh, More or less, give or take a few. And by the way, why do you and I always get the jobber entrance? We come out, lights out, no music. We stand and wait in the ring and wait for Matt Morgan to make the blueprint. You know, he gets the pyro and all the big entrance. Because pyro's back tonight, huh? It is. And then, hey, they're lifting things from Impact tonight, we saw, with Team Flair, Team Hogan, and uh, KSA going down in the next show on Halloween. Oh, man. So tonight was the promise of change. With every season premiere, with every season, comes a new chapter. And we opened tonight, I thought, pretty spectacularly. A lot of people would say, oh, Brock Lesnar, showing up on Monday Night Raw, he's going to face Kofi on Friday on SmackDown. Oh, no, Brock, this is what we didn't like. Tonight I would say, well, this was the best Brock. Certainly uh, up there with him with the Brock box and the Money in the Bank briefcase out there dancing. I thought tonight him destroying Rey Mysterio and then destroying poor Dominic was a fantastic start to the show. Yeah, you know, look, obviously Brock did not do, his actions were nothing original by Brock definition, right? We've seen him come out and just destroy people. We've seen him destroy, uh, we've seen him F5 announcers. Um, So that was not original, but look, they advertised that Brock was going to be making a special appearance on this show, despite the fact that he's going to be wrestling on Friday. So Brock coming out can't be like, oh my God, why did they do this? You you knew he was going to show up. Quite frankly, I think it actually was a creative uh, way to use him all things considered. I mean, what what else do you expect Brock to do? Brock's not going to show up and, and, and give you poetry, right? Brock's going to show I up. I would be- love that. <laughs> I would love if Brock Lesnar came to the ring and said, Paul, buddy, it's Rosh Hashanah. Go celebrate with your family. I don't need you tonight. I'm out here tonight to speak from Brock's heart and, and speak Brock's truth. And, and Glenn, the fact that you say that just furthers my point. Uh, we're not going to expect that Brock to come you out. Know, you don't think you. Brock is familiar with the calendar of the Jewish High Holy Days? <laughs> he might be because of the company he keeps, all right? But you're expecting Brock to be the beast. So, you know, all things considered, you know, Ray comes out, He's you know, which is rare. We haven't seen Ray start at Raw. Ray comes out, street clothes, trying to set the scene for this, this match he has later on, gets interrupted. Brock interrupting Ray. What's going on here? Brock attacks Dominic. God, was it Raj a few weeks ago talking about how we need to have Randy Orton attacking Raj Geary really wants to see some children get ah, beat up. Yeah, I mean, domestic violence run amok in WWE Universe here. Um, you know, look, I mean, this was, this was pretty, you know, I don't know how many bumps Dominic's taken in his, uh, young training career, but this but was, half of them were tonight, but this was, yeah, this is pretty, pretty brutal. So, um, yeah, I, I thought, you know, look, I, I thought, I thought what they did was fine. It did drag on. I mean, when you, when you, my wife was actually watching the, the, the first bit of the first third of raw with me for various reasons. And, you know, even she had kind of noted like it had been 20 or 25 minutes and we had seen that opening segment took a break, and then come back and seeing the recap of that. So, I mean, it did slow things up some, but it was intense. It was personal. It got more heat behind Brock Lesnar, who, quite frankly, 
get all the heat, get all the asshole chance you want behind him because he's likely going to go ahead and take the title off the beloved Kofi Kingston. I thought he was going to take the Universal tonight as well, uh, the Universal title, given the way the things were headed. Um, it was something, man. It was a hell of an opening. I think it got people's attention. I would argue this is the true good use of Brock Lesnar. He's out there when he's having fun. When he's involved, it's great. When I'm sick of, and no disrespect uh, you know, to, to uh, Paul Heyman, but when it's Heyman out there and Brock's sitting there doing that thing and doing the little dance and flexing the pecs, and Heyman's just going on and on and on, that is the poor use of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar coming out there and, and, and beating up children, as you said. Hey, Brock out there dancing. Let's use this guy in different ways rather than just standing there mean mugging uh, the camera and smirking occasionally. Matt Morgan. Speaking, Lesnar, of, speaking of big guys dancing, Matt Morgan, bust a move for us. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Uh, what did you think of this opening tonight and how they used Brock? Uh, that's what I think of it. Um, No, um, yeah. It, uh, it was unexpected. I didn't expect that, right? Yeah. All well, we're hearing he's going to be in the debut of uh, SmackDown. He's going to be Kofi Kingston for the world title. Um, that's all that's been in my head concerning Brock Lesnar. So I thought this was a very pleasant surprise um, and a very good kickoff to Raw. Yeah. Interesting uh, that they didn't do the match with Rey Mysterio and Seth tonight after building that up last week, that was a main event or it was before the main event last week, but it was like the prime spot in the show that they built to all night, the fatal five way nation for the number one contender for the universal title. They did. And this is another example. I guarantee it because he's Brock Lesnar and the company loses their bleep anytime it concerns Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, he's the one thing that will always they can have like 20 different write-ups for this show. They'll make 21 if they hear Brock, you know, they can use Brock. And to use the, the season premiere analogy with this, that there have been a lot of TV shows, not great ones, uh, but as a fan, nerd juice uh, here, how many times does a TV show in its season finale build up some big mystery or some big thing, and then the season premiere, they're like, oh, yeah, forget about that. We thought we had a good idea for it. We're just going to do this new thing now. That's what it felt like with Brock destroying uh, Ray. And yeah, saying, that's you know. that was that's exactly how I took it. Not necessarily a finale or whatnot, but or a season premiere. But um, that was the feeling I had too. Yeah, that that was uh, more worthwhile than giving us a, a main event match. Uh, yes. Now, so yeah, he beat up Ray. He beat up Dominic. He beat up uh, I think an official in the mix. <laughs> he, he, he he beat up Dominic. He beat up Pat Buck, and he uh, attacked uh, Dave Finley or Finley. Oh, I didn't recognize Pat Buck. I'm pretty sure it's Pat Buck. Man, I haven't seen Pat Buck, man, since I was living in an apartment and I was just about to start with TNA. I think I'm still in Japan. Somebody correct me on the live chat, but I'm pretty sure the first suit official he attacked was Pat Buck. Mills Lane, great name. You're not showing your age at all there, dude. Um, Yeah, that would have been great, actually. I was hoping for an attack on Brock Lesnar by The Fiend, but they're smart enough to make us pay for it. Yeah. I think they are. Uh, so we went from that, which was really like the first 25 half hour of the show. They took a lot. They took a lot. They, they break, came back, rehashed it a few times. They, they, they did slow things up. Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss with Becky Lynch on commentary. Now, Sasha, did you guys catch the Twitter drama between Sasha and Seth Rollins over the uh, the weekend? No. What did we miss? Okay, I, thought, so, I, thought, I thought Seth deleted his Twitter. 
Seth did delete his Twitter partially because uh, <clears throat> some shit he got into with um, Sasha with Sasha fans. So uh, what happened was Seth tweeted out. I'm going all the way back to this. Okay, here we go. Seth tweeted out about his match with Ray. This is a match I've been looking forward to my entire life. The fact yeah. that I'm defending the Universal mm -hmm. Title on the Raw season premiere against Ray Mysterio in 2019 is mind-boggling. Even six days out from Hell in a Cell and Bray Wyatt, I'll empty the tank for one of the greatest mm -hmm. ever. An hour that. later, an hour mm -hmm. later, Sasha Banks tweets about her and Alexa Bliss. This is a match I've been looking forward to my entire life. The fact that I'm wrestling one half of the tag team champs on the Raw season premiere against Alexa Bliss in 2019 is mind-boggling. Even six days out from Hell in a Cell and Becky Lynch, I'll empty the tank for one of the greatest ever. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, she's just straight plagiarizing everybody. That's a new gimmick. That should be her new character. <laughs> the plagiarist. I thought... Originally, Patty over there. Remember, uh, she had to have been trolling him because she's yeah. a good troll, my friend. She oh. trolled me really good the other day with uh, hashtag the mayor. I told you about that. No, wait, what happened with this? She's yeah. a good troll. This was a while ago with the whole blueprint shit. She kept going back and forth with, and um, one of her hashtags said, you know, the blueprint, the standard, <laughs> um, and then like the mayor, hashtag the mayor. I popped huge. I shot her a message. I was like, that's an amazing job trolling. That's like, you got to give credit where it's due when there's some good trolling going on. But this has to be trolling. This cannot be her passing this off as her own idea. No one was going to see this. Come on. Well, I thought, remember Andrade for NXT on USA <clears throat> copied and pasted a tweet and it even said like, as a former NXT champ, do you think you can give this some promotion? He copied the instruction for the tweet they wrote for him in the tweet. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was like that. I thought this was WWE social writing these and they just copied and pasted them. Tell me they don't have somebody doing that for these wrestlers. I'm sure. I'm sure they try. I don't know if they do it. That's but I'm sure the they whole try. connection. You get to do whatever you want to do with your character with these fans. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's that's an opportunity to get yourself over even more. Well, not Ra take away by have them fill in the blank. You know, Raj isn't on here, but I know he does some stuff with Ryback and just ask Ryback about the social control that, that WWE wanted when he was yeah, there. Hold on. Time out for a second. What's up with Raj Geary? Can't be on our podcast. He's Ever. doing his BFF Ryback. He's on there like all the time. Well, look at look at Ryback's other uh, alternative. <laughs> I guess. Touche. Touche. No, but, but all jokes aside, dude, Raj, <laughs> it's a... Raj is a uh, straight hashtag D riding apparently. So let's, let's, let's let him enjoy himself. And while he forgets us little people. Cue the blue chew. Yeah. Not tonight folks. Not tonight. <laughs> uh, but soon there. Quit D riding and get your ass back on the show. Raj. Yes. Uh, anyhow. So tonight after all that build up, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha looking forward to the match her entire life against Alexa Bliss. In all honesty, I think I think Raj could have been on tonight, but I'm on tonight because I'm not going to be here Wednesday. So I think he could have been. I think I think I think I I think I I think you I can't do that now. We just went in freaking yeah. two feet deep. You can't do that now. No, you got to commit, Justin. Commit to the yes. bit. Pot committed to the bit. Never yes. mind that. Glenn's the only one who joins in on my bits. Um. So we had um. <laughs> Like half a match tonight, Becky Lynch was out there on commentary. She was uh, yelling at Sasha, taunting her. Sasha won this pretty easily. This was kind of a nothing match. Uh, and But a weird choice, though, don't you think, for like the first match of the season premiere, and they built it up ahead of time? I don't. What was so weird about it? I just, it was kind of nothing. 
You know, and here you have an Alexa, formidable competition. Yeah, that's why this decisive win was big. Okay. And it was good for Sasha because she's, she came back with all this steam and edginess to her and all this other crap. And they're beating, like, she wasn't, she needed to beat everybody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think she should be nowhere near Becky Lynch currently. And that's why they had a throwaway at the pay per view because they booked themselves into a corner with that. Neither girl could lose, really. Yeah. Yeah, and they did do tonight for a go-home show and Hell in a Cell. They really built up Sasha versus Becky, and they built up Seth yeah. versus The Fiend. I didn't feel like there was much build for anything else. No, me either. Yeah, kind of weird, because Hell in a Cell is, I mean... They've put so much focus on building to this week with the Raw season premiere, and more importantly, the SmackDown move to Fox. There's not that much advertised for Hell in a Cell, considering we're six days away. I'll be honest, it feels like they were just, with this whole season premiere talk was just placating USA. No, that's true. Because USA's got to be sitting there going, what yeah. the hell? Every t- freaking channel we turn on, all we do is see SmackDown ads for coming to Fox. Everywhere I look, is all. that's all I see. What the hell? We've been with you, for, partners with you for years. Can we get some love? Well, and- even I mean, even USA is getting some love, but USA on Monday nights because it's either everything's going to Fox on Fridays or it's even NXT, 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 two hours Wednesday, you know, two hours <laughs> Wednesday. So, like, Monday was really lacking. So I think this was a way, Matt, yeah, you're right, just to kind of, like, boost Monday night's ego on USA. It was We're going to give it a season premiere tag, even though... <laughs> no, know, no, wait, wait, Justin, say it like Vince. Vince hyping up that it's the season premiere. It's the season premiere <laughs> Monday Night Raw. <laughs> New commentary tonight. We should talk about this. Uh, who's 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 the new booth, Justin? For people that are not familiar with all three voices tonight, play by play, you got Vic Joseph. Uh, Vic Joseph. Uh, he, this is a guy that's got a lot of mainstream sports experience. Cleveland Browns halftime uh, show. Done a lot of baseball. Went on and did um, some independent wrestling. Did House of Hardcore with Tommy Dreamer. He's done 205 Live, Voice of NXT UK. Now he's the Monday Night Raw voice. Uh, Dio Madden, uh, former Brennan Williams, who was a Houston Texans offensive lineman. Uh, he bounced around a little bit in the NFL. Uh, nothing really uh, materialized there. Went to NXT. Got tra- actually got trained. Excuse me, got trained by Booker T. Went to NXT. Has trans uh, transitioned to announcer, and then of course Jerry the King Lawler, uh, the veteran there uh, with with King. So brand new three man squad right now. Very different. Yeah. Very different. It started off quite rough, I thought. Yeah, I- I'll be honest. I- I- Corey, to me, is invaluable. I know people have gotten down on him since. To me, that guy is so valuable to that company. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, Vic certainly, he kind of stayed in a narrow lane. He didn't try to do too much. He got more and more comfortable as it went on. Uh, Madden, I feel like, wanted to speak more, but just didn't want to overstep. And, and, you know, look, and the King, Lawler is is, is a Hall of Famer. He's got a highlight reel in the ring. He's got a highlight reel at its peak as a commentator on, on in that regard, but he has a, become a parody of himself. I hate to say that, but he's yeah. become a parody of himself a little bit, saying, yeah. the, saying the same old jokes. And, and I think it's because he flourished back in the days where it was, it was fast and loose. Now it's a much more sterile hit the mark, hit the time kind of uh, yeah, having Vince in your ear. I couldn't even fathom what those two new guys had to, been dealing with. Well, I, even I they've he, heard the horror tale, but tonight they had to go through it. Well, even beyond Matt Vince and his ear, you know, obviously, it, it, you know, not Jerry. King, King, oh, yeah. Well, but I'm saying for King, King can't make the same jokes he used to. It, it's just no, and there's no openings for him either. Before Jim Ross used to set him up all the damn time. Yeah, 
it doesn't help either. King doesn't. I mean, <laughs> there was there was much of what we watched tonight that Jerry Lawler was watching for the first time. He had never seen any heavy machinery. <laughs> oh before. my god, dude, he's not been watching. Of he had no idea what that that the caterpillar was coming. He there was a lot of things that he was watching for the first In time. Defense, he does what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to ride off into the sunset. And I know when I left wrestling, I didn't watch it for the longest. Yeah, yeah it could have. They could have just had a Jerry Lawler soundboard tonight with clips from the video games and like past commentary. That's I mean, kind of what it was. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, though. I still like Jerry out there. I don't know why. I know tonight wasn't good, though. He gives, I mean, his name on there, again, when Vic is so, uh, when Vic and, and, and Madden are so unknown, relatively speaking, he gives a credibility factor. I don't know if he's the long term solution. I don't even like three man. Change all three? I mean, I thought that was pretty ballsy. I don't I like th- I don't like three man live for for like for football for wrestling or anything. I don't like three man commentary. No, two is plenty. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. So we got a lot to talk about, including what they said during the Heavy Machinery versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler match, which we talked about specifically last week that they shouldn't do. They did tonight, and we're going to cover that in a moment. But first, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is AEW. All Elite Wrestling, A New League Rises on Wednesday, October 2nd at 8 p.m. So on Wednesday, October 2nd on TNT, get ready for the revolution with All Elite Wrestling. It's the most exciting professional wrestling in the last decade. Made for wrestling fans by the wrestlers themselves. AEW flies higher, hits harder, and with their all-inclusive roster of superstars, they are breaking all boundaries. Chris Jericho, Cody and Brandy Rhodes, The Young Bucks, Nyla Rose, and more. All Elite Wrestling, A New League Rises, Wednesday, October 2nd at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central, only on TNT. Matt Morgan, can you believe it's it's finally upon us, the launch of AEW, Wednesday nights? When you want something so bad, like this for me has been like Christmas Day, you know, but it's finally here. I'm so, I'm stoked, especially having to be on TNT. I've been trying to keep up with every single uh, PR event they've been doing, Cody, and Brandy both have done an amazing job. I, I watched them on the Rich Eisen show mm-hmm. um, promoting the show. Did a great job in that, differentiating the brand verbally. And that's not necessarily so easy to do when you're talking to people that don't know that much about wrestling, like a Rich Eisen or someone like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Justin, maybe you appreciate the nerdiness of this uh, a little bit more than Matt does. But these drawings they commissioned of having the DC Comics artists draw the All Elite wrestlers that they've been putting out on yeah. Twitter – what that, yeah so Jeez. there's like cody and pharaoh there's nyla there's brandy it's really amazing artwork That's uh, I, i've seen jericho's i've seen moxley's um yeah it's did dc comic what people do it yeah they had the dc yeah. comic artists put this together so uh all elite wrestling launches wednesday october 2nd 8 p.m 7 p.m central on tnt and we thank all elite wrestling for sponsoring the wrestling inc podcast now Wednesday night, when All Elite Wrestling goes off the air on the East Coast, we will be live with our coverage of that and NXT, so be sure to tune in for that this Wednesday. And as Justin mentioned earlier, uh, Raj Geary will be here Wednesday with me and Matt. So uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> he, has I don't know. To, I, he has to because I won't be here. So Yeah. Hey, you never know. Uh, so... Heavy Machinery took on Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the Raw Tag Team titles tonight. And Rude and Ziggler retained. But what was interesting about this is, what did we say last week about what what the danger is of calling uh, Chad Gable short if you've got a lot of other guys the same height on the roster? (laughs) So here we've got uh, Otis and Tucker. And tonight, they they straight up low-key called Otis fat tonight. 
<laughs> low key. <laughs> well, no, they said with Fat Bastard, they say he looks like he's about to say "Get in my belly," which is the character Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. Here's my here's my here's the thing: if there was a world in yes. which, especially if it's a heel or a villain, okay, that's saying something sure. along those lines. I think in the world of wrestling, you need to play it up to stereotypes. I really do. Huh. Because it makes you hate that character that much more. It makes you want to see him get punched in the face that much but more. That's not not when it's coming from baby faces, though. But that's not the danger. But the danger is, is that if you're going to call out Otis with that and be like, oh, yeah, his body type, then later oh. in the show, you got the Viking Raiders, Kevin Owens, all Killian Dane. You want to be Samoa Joe? That's a good point. As soon as I, as soon as you started going, I was like, oh, crap. I see what you're saying. That's why yeah. you don't do it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't call out one and be like oh no that other guy's a monster and cool but this tub of lard over here tons of fun you can't and, you can't do that and for them not to think that fans are smart enough to, to ask these questions is mind-boggling yeah you know what i mean it's like again when i stuttered i remember telling vince in, in the damn his office six months ago i was not stuttering what are we going to tell people that you hit by a car well, what happened yeah don't worry about that that that's for me to worry about you know i tell them what to think you know i mean dead serious so it just goes to show you, like, they're just so myopic in what their one thing is in that moment in time. And to hell with the repercussions and trickle-down effect it can have for everybody else on their show. They don't think that way sometimes. Yeah, and I'm not saying you can't have uh, criticism of superstars, but I'm just saying it's like when you have no, all I, these guys with this size. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, you're trying to build as legit. I don't think it's a wise idea. And I think that's where the commentary tonight uh, – we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but uh, – and Heavy Machinery had a pretty decent showing up until when they lost. They usually but, do. Yeah. No, I thought tonight and the crowd was behind them, which is why it was even kind of weirder. But when the Viking Raiders were out there, this was almost the worst kiss of death. When was it Dio Madden or someone being like, well, they're not LARPers. You know, uh, I'm a LARPer and they're not LARPers. It was just like, oh, dude, like how uncool. Well, I, 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 I didn't know what a LARPer was. LARPer stands for live action role players. Like people that go to Ren Fair and pretend they're in like medieval times. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's funny. But again, the Viking Raiders, we think they look silly as shit. Yeah. But don't yeah. have the odd, don't have commentary saying that they look silly. I agree. You I know? Agree. No, you're, you're, you're right. I, if that was me out there, I'd be irate. But yeah, their job, commentary's job is to sell the talent in the ring. Sell them as a good guy, sell them as a bad guy. But don't ever be like, oh, they, I know they look silly, you know, but uh, but they Taz, didn't follow Taz, it up. Taz would cover for me all the time. Taz, during my matches, if you go back and listen, yeah. he would start to like laugh because I'd get stuck on a stuttering word on purpose and then replace yeah. it with a different word. And it was to be comical. And he'd start to laugh, but he'd be like, you know, I better I better watch it. You know what I mean? If, I, I got to see this guy backstage and he'll eat my lunch. You know, <laughs> he'll, he'll always do something like that to, to protect himself from completely dying laughing at something um, and hurting my persona, if you will. Um, but you're right. To have the announcers very, I mean, it's, let's be honest, it's happened in WWE for years. It, it, I always thought it was very, very horrible. I think it's rude, it's stupid. No, I agree. Uh, <laughs> John L. <laughs> Uh, so I thought tonight, look, despite any the, critiques that we've had, and we for, the, for those who are only listening to the audio version, John L's comment just went on the screen and said, How long until Sasha Banks starts stuttering? I can't <laughs> let the audio audience not get that joke. Oh, that's right, I always forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we've debated heavy machinery and the merits pro and con with the silliness of their act. 
the way they've been booked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's the thing. It's like commentary tonight because they're they're getting over. Despite what you think of them, they're getting a good response from the crowd. Um, and I think even with Otis having them ditch the singlet, having them out there with like everything hanging out, yeah. don't call it out. Don't call it out. No, especially when it's new and he's just starting to do that. Like I like him like that, as weird as that may sound. I like that because that reminds me back of the throwback wrestlers that I grew up freaking love watching wrestling. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like in wrestling, it works. Yeah, but the one thing about having him when he does have the straps on is like uh, kind of a Jerry Lawler reference, that, uh, that old build to waiting until he takes the straps down. Yeah, that part for sure, yes. Yeah. Then, you know, business is picking up. Yeah. Uh, so, Rude and Ziggler won tonight and retained. After that, we had, oh, The Miz. The Miz came out for Miz TV where he was joined by uh, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, with uh, oh, Jesus, sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, with Jimmy Hart, Hogan out there with Jimmy Hart. Uh, did Hart say anything tonight? Yeah, Hogan. I'm on a megaphone, not a mic. On a megaphone. On a megaphone. Yes. Oh, uh, they came out of the Miz Flair giving right, uh, Hogan some. I gotta, I gotta do a sidebar. I've gotta do a sidebar. Yeah. All right, so I was at, I was at this uh, benefit event representing uh, TNA at the time. It was at a, it was a Universal Studio event, and we were supposed to be there. I was supposed to be there with my family, my wife, uh, to help raise money uh, for, for forget what the charity event was for. And it was a big to do, a black tie event, and TNA for whatever run or reason had Jimmy Hart go there too. He was with us at the time, and I sat next to him. Don't don't put these up. Give me a second. Okay, sorry. sorry, sorry. Concentrate on this one. Um, and so we, I had to get up and, and talk and he came up there with me. Like he wasn't supposed nobody told him he was supposed to go up there. He came up there with me. And like, as we we're like, uh, getting off stage and going in the back before the next person would come get us and then bring us to back to our dinner table. It was just like a 10 minute wait. I don't know why, but there was, and I'm back there with him, my wife. And he was going like an overdrive about how, like, yeah, man, we gotta get you. We gotta get you out of TNA. You're a monster. You've got your whole future in front of you. You're the future of this business. We gotta get you. He's. I gotta get you back in WWE. I'm gonna make a few calls. Like he was going to book himself as my manager, and like, like this was 1988. Do you know what I mean? Like we we gotta leave this territory and go on to the next one now. I swear to God, he's not. And he wasn't my manager. He's the mouth of the south. This legend who I love, but. It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest, most carny thing ever. Oh, Daddy, I see blueprint. I see a lot of potential in you. Jimmy, Jimmy Hall's going to take you to the promised land. Like I was like I was 19 or 20. Right. Like we're talking, this is like, 19, I want to say 2014. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's funny. You should have just been to... like, well, sign me up, man. <laughs> no, it's just like we're about to leave this territory and like turn our backs on the territory. It's so funny. <sighs> Could have got him to, you know, be like, but here's the deal. I want to re-record Land of a Thousand Dances with oh. you and everyone else we can get together. Yes, I almost broke that record. I listened to it so many times. I've been watching a lot of uh, old 80s Night Flight. They, they, you can get, get those online, the old late night music video program. And when I, and I swear, every time that comes up in, on a video on there, like I pop. That <laughs> and the Super Bowl shuffle are like my high point. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Time. Uh, anyhow, so... Tonight, with Flair out there, Flair uh, talking a little trash at Hogan, Hogan giving it back, and um, they announced 
instead of having one more match, and, which I can't believe the fans were chanting for. Yeah, well, one more match after they. Let's yeah, not chill out. This. One more match after Hogan and Flair had the geriatric walkthrough <laughs> of a match. I'm like, like, like Flair hits the ropes. Hogan gets ready to punch. They pause. Flair does the begging and backs up. It was literally like how football teams do a walkthrough in a hotel ballroom of just where everybody is lined up. That's what this fucking was. Was the the walkthrough of the seventy year olds and the and let's go home, brother. <laughs> Continue. All right, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so they did that, and the Miz announced that Crown Jewel, Saudi Arabia, October thirty first, getting that KSA payday. Uh, it's going to be Team Flair versus Team Hogan in a five versus five match three weeks before Survivor Series. Okay, so for Survivor Series purposes and the thrill of seeing, seeing people team up, maybe I could kind of see the correlation, but nobody cares. Like if Team yeah. Flair wins or Team Hogan wins, nobody they don't care. Well, plus, and, plus, plus, remember, yeah. plus, remember this, Glenn the, yeah. the, the draft is still a week away. So these teams, because it's a, a merged Raw and SmackDown show in Saudi Arabia, it's a spot show. Um, it, like this is going to yeah. be independent of anything that's going on storyline wise. Yeah. The only, yeah. the only, the only consistency is you're going to have to have heels. You sure. know, it looks like Flair is going to be the heel, and and Hogan's going to have the face team. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, look, it it doesn't matter at the end of the day at all. It, hey, wait, real quick, Justin, when's the draft? Uh, next week. Next week. That, that'll be before the debut season premiere of SmackDown. No, no, SmackDown no. season premiere is Friday, and then the It'll draft be week two. will be the following Friday and Monday. Do you think they should have done it beforehand or no? No, because no, because you need to have the blurred lines that put everybody you want on this Friday premiere, and then separate them for. You know, I mean, I mean, hell, this show's gonna be so occupied with Austin, Rock. I mean, all the all the big names they have announced. So I'm going into Fox here in Florida. Those of you in Florida, today the Fox 35. I'm gonna be uh, previewing SmackDown for WWE. Really? Very cool. Very nice. Cool. When's when's that gonna be on? I don't know yet. They're still gonna let me know when I gotta be in there in the morning on Friday. Gotta parlay this into it. Morning for something different. Fo- Fox is all in. Oh my god! That's all they talked about. Like we're there to talk about like serious business about something going on in my city, you know. And yeah. like that's all they would talk about. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. It's exciting. It's exciting. Huge, and they're treating it like like you know when you talk about like your favorite football team in the Super Bowl that's coming up next week. Maybe hey, what are your plans? What are your family doing? I swear to you, I'm not exaggerating. That's how the whole place was. They're really excited about this. And this feels bigger and more legitimate than ever before. This is bigger yeah, than uh, feel more legitimate than ever before. Yeah, yeah it does. It feels like Hulk Hogan and Mr. T were on Letterman, you know. But this is yeah. like the news is doing this. Dead serious, guys. No wonder we're not underselling this. This is exactly what I'm telling you. It, it's huge, huge. Yeah. Um, how long is my question though? How long until it becomes? Oh, I knew that's what it was. Depends on the ratings. Okay. If they, if they pull the same numbers that they pull SmackDown on USA on Fox, Fox ain't going to be promoting it as much or as heavily. I, I'm honestly excited to talk to mainstream fans that don't watch wrestling at all and, and try to sell them into why they should be watching it. You know, this isn't your grandpa's wrestling anymore. This is the most athletic, dynamic wrestling you've ever, you guys have ever seen because you haven't watched it in so many years. Yeah, it's true. You know? Um, and... Uh, I thought it was interesting that Rollins is going to be a captain 
of one of the teams. Orton's going to be a captain of uh, Flair's team. Um, makes me wonder if Franz is going to be universal champion in Saudi exactly. Arabia. Exactly. Exactly. Dumb question. Uh, oh. 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 Did you just that, you, you just took out of Yeah, you, you guys just witnessed the air bubbles going off and <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 hamster on the wheel. Um, <laughs> that, that, that just eliminated a universal title match. If, if, Although if he, he could have two matches on the card. No, he's not. Or Bray Wyatt blows up the whole building. <laughs> right? He's got to do something crazy. It can't in be. Saudi Arabia. Like, no, oh no, but we'll yeah. get there. Saudi Arabia is not ready for Ric Flair with a live mic. By the way, Phoenix can barely <laughs> Phoenix could barely contain him tonight. He's going to cause an international <laughs> incident in Saudi Arabia. I mean, you know, like the Miz was trying to like wrangle Flair to the, you know, they're and they're hitting Randy Orton's music faster than okay. Flair's queuing up. I mean, it was it was all over the place. Uh, yeah, this is going to be Chad Shaw. You're supposed to get it out of your memory banks. That did not. Yeah. Happen. It is kind of weird that this exact scenario happened at TNA. It, it did. And it was supposed to get everybody over that was associated with it. No, it didn't. It just got those two more over. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I, you know, I'm sure yes, they're going to get paid very well. Yes or no, at the show in Saudi, does Hogan and Flair have any physical contact? They do any of yes. the lightest? Yeah. All right. There's, there's a. Like even a big boot. Like. I would like to think, yeah, Rick doesn't back bump from it. Instead, he takes it and eats it through the ropes. Yeah, because Hogan, Hogan can't do the leg drop because of his hip. So he's no, right. Yeah. No, but he could get a boot up a on boot. addicting to here. Or he could do the Flair could chop, chop, chop. Hogan does the U and then punch, punch, punch. Hulks right? up. Hulks yeah, up. Hulks up. He, yeah. yeah. They'll go crazy. If he hulks up, they'll go crazy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I would. <laughs> Um, so we had Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton in a preview of this match up tonight and, uh, Rusev interfered. It was a whole thing. Didn't really happen. This, uh, this Corbin came out. Yeah. This was a very light on wrestling night, Matt, for a season premiere. Didn't it seem like, uh, more shenanigans and antics than actual storytelling or wrestling tonight? Yes. Yeah. Raw, Raw is not a wrestling show. They were antics and story first. <laughs> you want your wrestling first? Go to Wednesday Night NXT. Yeah, seriously. Um, oh, uh, backstage, Rusev was interviewed, asked where Lana was. No answer. No answer to that. Um, and then uh, Rusev calling out Seth for a universal title match that would close the show. Then we had, uh, oh, Authors of Pain promo. This tonight. This now, you like it? No, this is the. I mean, not in English. The this was beautifully written. This promo. If you read the words and got over the fact that it was not in English and read the mm -hmm. way they did it, and they kept talking about mm -hmm. violence and the, the, I think this was the best written promo that I can recall in the WWE. What do you mean by written? The fact the words were on the screen. What do you the mean? The writing, the way that they did that progression, uh, I, I would have to look for the quote, but the way they started talking about uh, living by the sword, dying by the sword, and what that means, violence, and talking about how you get a taste for it, addicted to it. Mm. It was very well written. I'm just talking the composition of it. It was, it was. Um, I mean, I'm going to use this term. I'm going to say it was actually, it was lovely how it was written. It was, other, it was beautifully written. Them speaking in the other language, a different language works. Yeah. It works for them. So far, it has. 
but I thought tonight, I, I don't know if it would have worked as well in English. I think reading it and with their inflection, I just thought it was great. I thought it was it so far, I think it's been really good. This was the best. I'm so nervous about when they come back and start wrestling again, how this is yes. going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Can you imagine when they when they face heavy machinery? Just what that match is going to be like? They need to gut them. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I'm all in on those guys. Those guys look like death walkers. Yeah. To me, they do. I, I think the stuff with the shenanigans they had to go through, because I did like what's-his-name as their manager, Drake. So I'm a yeah. big Drake Maverick fan. I think he's entertaining as hell. But for some reason, WWE with bigger guys, if you're not, like, shredded or whatnot and you have a little bit of, you know, weight on you, you're automatically thrown into some sort of comic uh, comedy character bit by mistake or, or on purpose. Speaking of Drake... Do we even notice season premiere for all? No 24-7 title. Ooh, that is interesting. I wonder mm-hmm. if Fox wants that. Uh, I wonder if Fox and USA don't want it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I hope happens in this draft? I hope the comedy tag team division is on one brand and the serious tag team division is on another. That's what it is. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. There's like four, five, six. There's because there's teams. There's even more. There's teams that we don't see on TV that are because they're, they're comedy. The B team, that's comedy. Yeah. Just put all that stuff maybe on Raw, maybe the serious stuff on SmackDown. Because they do have some serious tag teams that are freaking amazing. I've been dying to see what would happen. Bobby Roode and uh, 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 Dolph Ziggler, first of all, had singles match against each other, and then what they'd look like as a tag team. My whole time in TNA, I swear to you, that's all I would say is like, God. Dang, you're like the brunette version of Dolph Ziggler. I swear to God, or Nick Nemeth. I used to talk about that all the time. It's uh, uncanny. They're yeah. mechanics. Um, then we got tonight the Viking Raiders versus Gallows and Anderson. And again, this would have been fine and serious, but that LARPing comment, they called out the fact that, again, it's one thing for us to say the Viking Raiders look silly. Commentary can't, that's when you become the ascension, when commentary yes. starts. Yes. Yes, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what the hell they meant at first, but obviously it wasn't a compliment, you could tell. Um, you can't do that. I, I don't get the point of that. Hopefully yeah. he was chastised for it, I would like to hope. It tonight, I, I mean, this was before it started picking up. I mean, we'll talk about when the, I thought the commentary actually was excellent for one particular match. Um, the Viking Raiders got this win. After this, uh, we saw the recap of what happened. It's a big uh, win, by the way, Cooey. Oh, yeah, Gals and Anderson. No, that's a big win for them. Yeah. Um, they're on the right track. I mean, again, this is someone that, regardless of whether you've been on board with it tonight, this this was just bad, what commentary said, because I think this, this delegitimizes some of the actual momentum they have. Yes. Um, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the thing, like, even saying they're not LARPers, like, that's a weird sort of backhanded compliment to, to, say, to say to someone. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Like, you would, it's still to be like, oh, well, you're clearly not this. Still is kind of like, oh, now you're making me think of it. Now I'm thinking of LARPing. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just bad. Um, so we saw a recap what happened. Uh, Cesaro was backstage uh, interrupted by Ricochet. Talking about size a lot, this sounded like a Blue Chew ad, uh, which led to Ricochet versus Cesaro. What is up with Cesaro wrestling in capri pants? Poor dude's trying anything right now. I don't. I mean, what do you do? I, I'm not going to knock his ass up with trying stuff. That's new stuff. 
Yeah. That's assuming that that's assuming he's trying it and somebody else didn't think it was a good idea. Okay. If someone else did, they need to be fired. Um and they also need to be fired because this guy needs to be a semi main event act by now. A perennial one at that. I don't even know what this means, Phil Phil. Seems the guy who pays that girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like what? Glenn, you put that up on purpose because that's Glenn's <laughs> way of shaming you all for trying to make fun of him. This is what's gonna happen because he's gonna sick me on that comment because he knows I'd eat it alive. Someone earlier said it was like uh, like a discount Kevin Owens. What is like, so bad about helping your hey, yeah. What's so bad about helping your ex-girlfriend move? Well, maybe I'm helping her move out because we broke up. And I'm like, you need to get your shit and get out of here. Yeah, I'm going to help you move. I ain't always buying that. Yeah. <laughs> you would buy her new boyfriend who totally stole her from you lunch on top of it. <laughs> You're a nice guy, Glenn. I'm just not even getting into all this. I share way too much. Way too much on this podcast. We're not we're not gonna tell the story. You anymore. you would buy her new boyfriend a subscription to Blue Chew would say, Here you go, my friend. Oh fool. I hope you do well. <laughs> I'm just gonna play my role tonight. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh so anyhow, yeah. D- uh, discount Kevin Owens, I'll go with that. Before it was fat Finn Balor. I feel like now this is a step down. Discount Where, Kevin Owens. When were you called Discount Kevin Owens? Tonight, earlier in the chat. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, it's it's all fine. It's all fine. Uh, anyhow, so Ricochet versus Cesaro. Uh, Ricochet picked up a win here. <sighs> why, why are these guys wrestling? They're great, but why are they wrestling? Nobody else. Ricochet is a star and he needs a win. I don't know. I don't know. I like watching him wrestle, though. Yeah. I just a story. Win. Something. Are we that spoiled, though, now that every match has to be pay-per-view worthy now? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, there are worse matches. I could think of a lot of worse tonight. But, but we're I think... always saying people need to get wins. But let's take it back to what Cesaro and Sheamus did. Let's do it a best-of-seven series. Let's give it stakes. Winner gets uh, shot. I want to see those two in a seven-match series, man. They were already in a seven-man series or a seven-match series. Do you remember how annoying that was when we were saying, hold up here. This guy's new, and he's trading victories with freaking Cesaro at this point. Come on. Yeah, I don't no know. No one was buying that back then. We're like, oh, remember we were the, like, Raj's like, oh, I like this new Cesaro push. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Ricochet had the U.S. title. I, I, I feel like this is – it's not a step down in terms of matches. I, f- I forgot that he did, honestly. Yeah. It's – not a step down in terms of match quality. It is a step down in terms of placement on the card, importance in the show. If you don't have a storyline, you're you're. I think you're the first thing that gets cut from the show because it's just you're just there to fill time. But there should be wrestlers that are above all of that and need to be featured. Yeah, with or without an angle. I mean, I don't know. I think he's one of them. I, I want to see him on my TV every week wrestling. Whatever. At this point, Cesaro would fit better in NXT UK or NXT Definitely. or just you know. that's a damn shame. No, I agree. Um, I didn't even like Cesaro with the bar. I'll be honest, I didn't like him there either. I thought even then he was too good for that. Yeah, I, I listen. He did. I keep saying this. I'm harping on it, but that matchmaking match with uh, star making match versus John Cena was enough. And then some to say, here you go. Here's the keys to being a main eventer or semi-main event act. You're now penciled in going forward. 
And like Chris Mont saying about Ricochet, hopefully he gets a push on SmackDown. Great platform for him. New fans will be amazed. I think yes. it's the promo, but I think it's the promo ability. We've said this. What'd you say, Justin? Okay, okay then pull it back. Pull back his promo until he's more ready. Fine. Yeah. We don't want to see him talk. I mean, I'm not saying what, what did I say about Cesaro? No, about Ricochet. Ricochet's promos. Oh, Ricochet. I said he looks like a superhero, sounds like a stuntman. Yeah. It's a problem. I, mean, I know. Five me <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear humble Justin? Because he knows that's a good line. It's, like, oh, it's a great line. <laughs> I'll say it again. Because if you look at who's showing up in these Fox promos <laughs> and whatnot, Fox cares. <laughs> Fox cares about about more than anything, they don't, they don't care about athletes. They care about TV characters you want to tune in to watch every week. And part of that is your ability to talk. Okay, but he looks very much so, to me, like a superhero. Yeah. His entrance, his what he does in that ring, come on. Oh, I think he's one of the best, but his promos are what's holding him back. Yes. Um, new Firefly Funhouse tonight. And we kept getting these these uh, teases through Fox programming, through USA programming. Have you guys seen these almost little subliminal messages? No. Yeah, um, there there's a great um, – <clears throat> There's I saw it live, and there's a great video of a, of a girl on Twitter who obviously is not a wrestling fan, and she was watching Sunday Night Football last night on NBC. And NBC, mind you, you know, in the WWE family here. Yeah. And they ran a commercial during Sunday Night Football promoting the season premiere of Raw. And this was all the normal, you know, imagery, Seth Rollins, The Miz, blah, 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 blah. And then right as it closed and it said Monday Night Raw, season premiere, the date, the time, then it went to that creepy horror music and it, it flashed the fiend really quick on the screen. And then the screen went black and then they went to the next thing. And I called it myself. I thought I heard it. I rewinded my DVR, watched it. There's a girl on Twitter, her, her tweet is going viral, where she is filming her TV, freaked out, like, what is this? What was that scary monster on my TV? And obviously, you know, it's, it's going viral. Wrestling fans have filled her in. But it worked. It grabbed the attention of the mainstream audience of, like, check this thing out in this show tomorrow night. I got to look it up. It went viral. WWE. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Matt, I'll, Everybody I'll, on it. I'll, met, I'll, I'll message you a link. I'll find it. Um, so, Rambling Rabbit, rest in peace. Bray Wyatt killed him tonight <laughs> um i thought it was interesting that he talked about seth rollins being locked inside the cell with him but saying that he'll always protect this place or wyatt said he'll always protect this place and that he believed and the way he said it with rollins he said he'll he'll come back no matter what rambling um the rabbit i've no? Wait, no, was Bray? No, I thought Bray was. No, was Bray referring to Seth or to Bray in that? Because I'm rereading the thing. I thought he was referring to Seth, but the heel I thought was talking about like a heel turn, which was a clever play on words, perhaps foreshadowing something the way he said it tonight. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. I clever. Don't know, because you butchered that entire thing. So I have I no idea. Well, because I'm reading the Wrestling Inc. recap and now I'm wondering, did they get this right? I thought he was saying about Rollins that Rollins' heel come back no matter what. But now this is saying that he's saying it about Bray. The fiend is already healed. That's not as cool. <laughs> chat room. Chat room, did you pay attention to this? Oh, now saying, I thought he was talking about healing Seth. This is what's cool about the Firefly Funhouse that we're analyzing this shit. That's true. I agree with that. That's true. You're right. Everything feels that very open-ended with it. Yeah. Like it's a goddamn puzzle. Yeah. Which is different. We've never had to do that crap before, right? Yeah. 
It's like a really good movie. That's what people are saying. Yeah, healing set. Wow. Multiple people are saying that. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But this this is the best storytelling going on in WWE right now. Certainly not what ended the show. Yes. Um. Yes. <laughs> U.S. title match: Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles. Uh, what's his face? Vic Joseph mm-hmm. killed it on this match tonight yes, at did. the end with that quick play by play when he was talking about it right up till the pin. Good call, good call, Glenn. Yes, yes, he did. He absolutely did. This on paper would be an amazing match, it should have been, and it was, it was a good match. Um, I just there's something with him I'm still not feeling with Cedric. Yeah, I don't know what it is, I just don't feel him yet. Yeah, I mean they're giving him. Well, okay, so we've argued about this before. I say he take it though. He needs Cedric needs to win some of these matches, right? It's been a while since he's won. Yeah, and when they win, when he wins, it can't be considered a big upset. That's what that, and that's what happened last time. They're calling it an upset, and (laughs) what this will mean for the trajectory of his career versus just you know, yeah, he's supposed to win. He is on this level. I think and, and Chris Month, Chris Month, that goes to Vic's, like I said, to Vic's background. He's got a, he's got, he's got a legit sports background. He can, he can, he can call play by play, you know, uh, in the way you saw that in the, in the, uh, in the replay sequence. So, yeah, I think it's always bad. I don't know if they were doing this earlier tonight, but yeah, I think it's a weird burial burial when uh commentary Byron used to do this a lot. Uh, Graves would as well. The can you imagine what it would do for someone on the level of Cedric Alexander to pin AJ Styles? It's yes. just like, yes. yeah. If you're talking about, can we imagine it? That sounds like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> can you imagine yeah. living on the moon and being able to breathe in the moon's atmosphere? Like you'd have like weird moon gills instead of your lungs. Like, yeah, it's never gonna happen. I guess I could imagine it, but it's never gonna happen. Well, folks, you just entered the craziness that is Glenn Rubenstein's mind because that means that is something that's actually been in his head before. That was no. not just him freestyling and throwing that out. I was there. just trying to think of something so far fetched, but when they say that in your head before Glenn admitted it. No, the, the moon gills. Moon gills was brand new. Really? Was impromptu. Yeah. First time ever. First time I've ever I think the first time anyone's ever said moon gills. Someone big, Google that. Big, big debut on Wrestling Inc.'s uh, uh post raw show podcast, folks. Moon Gills made his debut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know that they were doing it tonight, but that's just a pet peeve of mine on commentary. Don't say, can you imagine if so-and-so ever won? Yes, it's not like winning the lottery. No, it's not that big a deal. Like, it's a 50-50 chance we assume before the match starts. At least we hope. Could you imagine that before you did a – speaking of can you imagine, you're about to do a coin toss with someone. Could you imagine if it heads Ted's and you called Tails and it's heads, the exact opposite of what you called, what your life will be like to feel like such a loser who incorrectly guessed. It's like, dude, it's a 50-50 shot, really. It's, it's less than a roll of the dice. I don't like it either. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but tonight, this, with uh, with the, the call on the finish of this match was absolutely fantastic. And uh, – this is where commentary really shined tonight. The Very new, major league. It, it was. new With the new changes. thought it was great. Um, but do you think they continue this feud between Cedric and AJ Styles? They're still thinking that Cedric is getting over and getting this rub from AJ by having fantastic wrestling matches. Which is very weird for WWE because WWE for so many years says it's not just about, you know, having a five-star match or 
to placate the internet fans because they're such a small, you know, small little portion of the paying audience. Remember that used to be their big thing. They used to try to tell me when I was (laughs) that the internet wrestling fans don't make up more than 5% of the paying audience. (laughs) And I'm dead serious. The other wrestlers really believed it. And I remember going, there's no way it can't be. This can't be true because the fans I meet and talk to at the shows and stuff, they get new, like they will talk to me about rumors and stuff like that, stuff that's not advertised on TV. Obviously, they're getting it from the internet, you know, websites. Yeah. I remember like, wow, they really don't, they're out of touch. Well, it, it definitely used to be a smaller percentage, but now, one, it's snowballed into a much bigger one as more people have the internet and computers, but two, they've driven away everyone else. This is what wrestlers, though, used to say when people would crap on their matches back when I was still wrestling. Yeah, that's the way I used to look at it. It's like, oh, dude, you're saying it because they shit on your match and they didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just five percent. That's the that's the vocal minority. They don't count. I'm like, they're pretty loud in there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins were backstage hyping. When are the Street Profits going to wrestle for the NXT Tag Team Titles versus Undisputed Era on Wednesday on NXT? Okay. So. Finally, finally, they're talking about themselves. That's a positive, right? Let's step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, then Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Lacey Evans. I mean, Natalia's a good sells great. Lacey Evans after the match nailed Natty with a punch to the throat. Ooh. Her, her, either she's clobbering people or she has the best working punch. I'm serious. Her punches are money. Uh I, and I, I and I'm I'm a I'm a Lacey fan, but uh, go back and watch that one tonight, Matt, in slow motion. That didn't that didn't look like the working punch quite worked. She straight up ate it. She yeah. she, she stiffed her. Well, I don't think she did it on purpose, but she just went for that right for a stiff right, a straight right, and and she was trying to hit here, and she just nailed it here. I know, I watch it. Yeah, go back and watch it. Uh, this is a good feud for Lacey to get. Some more uh, TV time, some more ring work. I think Natalia's good to pair her with. She needs to be on TV every week. And I, you know, I'm a Lacey fan. I'm not trying to pick on her, but it, but it was pretty. You are, but that's okay. I am. I am. No big deal. I'm not picking on her, no. Watch her. I'm not. Th- okay, so when this draft happens, when Becky goes to SmackDown, Sasha stays on Raw, mm-hmm. do you think Lacey is the first contender against Sasha Banks for the Raw women's title? How? Heel versus heel? I think Sasha can flip it back in a heartbeat. Glenn, you're the prophet of all things women wrestling. Are they doing another women's only show in October? Uh, I don't know about that. Although I did see, I can't remember who suggested it. I would give credit if I could remember. Somebody no, suggested show me. Well, no, 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 no. Suggested that because Thursday is October 31st, right? Thursday is Halloween in Saudi Arabia. That that Friday, November 1st on Fox should be the all women showcase show. And why is that? They're not going to be. They're not. How are they going to do that? How are they going to get from Saudi Arabia on Thursday? To- no, no, no. All women on Friday because they're doing Saudi oh, Arabia. Because the women won't be in Saudi. The Arabia. women won't be in Saudi Arabia. Oh, I see. Hmm, that's interesting. Is do know. we do we know is is SmackDown definitely live on that on that Friday? Because I feel like they, they. I knew they were trying to move the Saudi show for a while around because of the Fox Friday I, schedule. I think it would be a mistake four weeks into the Fox deal to say, Oh, we're giving you a pre-tape. Yeah, that's true. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do otherwise. Well, I don't, I mean, I can't see them doing an entire SmackDown of all women 
No, I don't think well, I just don't see that. I don't know. May, may, oh, in fact, maybe Queen of the Ring. Maybe that's when you do it. I don't know. It's it's, it's a valid scheduling uh, question about what's going to happen then in Saudi Arabia on Thursday. Because normally the Saudi show is on Friday, so... Did Matt freeze? Uh, he disappeared. I see black screen. Okay, I tried taking him off and putting him back on. I thought he was just deep in thought for a second. <laughs> I'll leave his place there so that way when he pops back on, we will see him. Um, oh man, they got to do something. I mean, the Saudi show here's, here's where actually, man, I wish Matt was here to talk about this. We'll just get him back on. This is, we're live. Just let everybody can take a quick second and get Matt back on. Everybody take a sip of water, take your time, collect yourself, collect your thoughts. Okay. I take a deep breath. We're going to count it into five. Hold it. Hold it. And now release to a five count. Okay, there. You feel better? You feel relaxed? It's good? You're winding down? End of the day? Where's Matt? <laughs> Where's Matt? I can, I can only stall with uh, breathing exercises for so long. Um, I think that with the Saudi show, now this has happened where people, I, I, and I don't want to say this uh, pejoratively, because I know you like when I say that, mm. uh, people have gotten their frustrations and their criticism and their outrage almost out of their system with the Saudi show, that I wonder this time, are people going to rally and voice their discontent with the WWE doing this show that presumably no women will be involved in? Well, but at the end of the day, like, look, I, they don't release the WWE Network numbers, so we have no idea of what the past Saudi shows have done viewership-wise. But I, I don't think they've been bottom of the barrel. For as much social outcry as there might be from a political standpoint, people still are probably watching at the end of the day. And, and, even, and, okay, and even let's say if there is a significant drop-off, it doesn't change the dollar amount of what WWE is still getting for it. So like, I, I don't want to say, cause that's, that's, that's such a, that's such an un-American thing to say. Like such a, <laughs> a non-democracy thing to say of like, well, your voices are going to cause any change or it hasn't up to this point. So don't speak your voice. No, obviously always speak for what you care about. But I'm, 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 my point is like, they're going to do these salty shows rightly, wrongly agree, disagree, whatever Thursday, Friday, whatever day women, no women, like we just we, we we're none of our voices are not going to overcome fifty million dollars or whatever the, the price tag is that they're getting. So it, it's it's again I don't want to say like just be defeated about it, but it's the same point. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I think at this point, um... although the uh, the prince was on, <laughs> I did not say that the prince was on sixty minutes yesterday. I did watch that. They interviewed the. Uh, the prince about his uh, so-called, you know, uh, priorities <laughs> to make to make. The, I was trying to find the right words here to make to to progress the culture in the country. I don't know. Uh, and someone's saying, "Why do you want to deny the Saudi fans?" This has nothing to do with the Saudi fans. This no, no, with, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, this is not, Yeah, I mean, the the the, the, the people. The, yeah, the Saudi Arabian people. They have a right to be entertained, and it's good absolutely. that they have. Yeah, this has nothing to do with them. That's just. Yeah, and and Matt. 
could talk about it because he has a whole different viewpoint just from a pure uh, government stance and about associations and whatnot there. Uh, but we will table that until uh, Matt is here because we could talk about that more. Me, just even as a fan, I think it's shitty that there here's this big payday show and the women don't get to be a part of it and partake in that. Uh, one, to showcase their talents on a global international stage, but two, uh, just to, to have that payday. But I do think that's going to change. I do think it, if they are locked into this decade-long uh, entertainment agreement with with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, I do think sooner than later, it won't be year 10, I do think sooner than later they are going to make um, uh, cultural entertainment history and we will see the women have uh, uh, you know, a designated spot on the show. That will be, though, that'll be a big deal. So I, I think that is coming sooner than later. Like I said, I don't think it's nine years down the road. I think we're closer to that than, than far off. Uh, you know, we're, we're closer to the year 2030 than we are to the year 2000. Yes. <laughs> Actually, here's one. Here's one that I always think about in terms of time is that right now from the year 2000 to right now is the exact same amount of time as from the year 1981 to the year 2000. I can mind trip you. How old are you, Glenn? I am 43 years old. All right, so that means you have lived 43 times on the day that it's going to be on your tombstone of death. So if you're going to die on October 1st, it's October 1st right now where I'm at because it's past midnight. If, you, if you're going to die on October 1st, you've lived that for 43 years. You've lived the day that you're going to die. How weird is that? If I die tomorrow, this podcast is going to be like one of the most famous pot wrestling podcasts ever. If you die tomorrow, Raj is stuck hosting. That's true. Well, we don't have uh, tomorrow. We're back uh, Wednesday <laughs> for this. Um, Where so is Matt? What happened to Matt? His Wi-Fi is down in his whole house, and he can't. He's the um, mayor. Get I know. Me. I know. Shouldn't the city have like backup internet for him? Yeah, um, you would think. You would think. So Lacey Evans won that match. After that, we had. Uh, we had Paul Heyman doing what Paul Heyman does. What if Paul Heyman would have done at the intro, people would have said they would have hated this show, I think, and the way they use Brock Lesnar. Whereas Heyman just going on and on and on. Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar does. He's going to do it to Kofi Kingston on Friday, and there's nothing you could do. Blah, 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 blah. Which is fine. Classic I get Paul, that's a oh, Classic Paul Heyman. It's great. Yes. You didn't like this? It had been a little while, like two weeks since he's done it. So maybe it was a little refreshing. A tad, a smidge. I like Paul. I think Paul is a very entertaining guy, but man, I don't know. I don't I I think with most wrestlers, most wrestlers can't get away with going out there and just doing the same promo again and again and again. You got to change it up. And with Heyman, I don't feel like he changes it up nearly enough. I don't think Paul has to. I think Paul Heyman uh cleverly works little things into his promos that are such that, that make you think that he is shooting when he's just he, he's just using bold words. But, you know, when he uses Vince McMahon's name, and people usually don't get to use Vince's name in a promo, when he says, oh, this, is, this isn't a prediction, it's a spoiler. Spoiler is an internet taboo word. He just does the littlest things that uh, that he's not breaking the rules. He's just doing what nobody else does, and he's kind of made it his shtick, and it makes his promo seem edgier. So Maria Canales was asked backstage – about Rusev, Maria said, uh, Rusev is not the father of her baby and he has enough to worry about with his issues at home. And then Maria walked off. Are they, do you think they're abandoning this Maria 
angle right now, given what they... Uh, well, I don't know if they're abandoning it, but let's be real. She actually is actually pregnant. and Which makes it even better. Well, it does, but it also means like they're up against a real biological clock of like she can't be on the road forever. She can't just sit in catering for four more months and wait until she's called upon for a payoff. She actually like, you know, needs to be home, not on the road constantly and seeing a doctor and get ready to give a healthy birth to a healthy child. So I don't know what that actually means for what the plan is here of like some remote pre-tapes perhaps like when she age childbirth when she has her actual child like it's like yeah yeah like what is happening so i I don't know i'm not sure really what the plan is i mean look paul paul hayman's the creative uh director of raw um he's known to be a big fan legitimately of maria it's not a coincidence that this whole maria jerry springer storyline has took some priority and commitment since Paul Heyman's gotten more involved in creative. So, I mean, I, so you got to think there's some plan here or they just deviated from Maria, Mike, Jerry Springer to Lana Rusev. Yes. Uh, Sasha Banks took the mic after Maria walked off, cut a promo on Becky Lynch, about Hell in a Cell. This was really light on building Hell in a Cell. Again, because it's kind of an, everything's building, like, Friday night SmackDown is what everything is building to right now. That's which is you know, that's what they're that's what the focus is. I, oh. I, it's, almost, it's almost like they're making Hell in a Cell just sell itself. In fact, there are three matches officially announced for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, three: that's Seth it. Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, and Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke, Har- Luke Harper. Yeah, that's it. Could you imagine if that's all it was? Just three matches the entire show. Well, I mean, they'll add more, but yeah, every, everything is literally building to Friday. Friday, fr- Friday is Friday's Friday, and uh, Hell in a Cell is almost a little bit of inconvenience. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Um, then Rusev versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Title. I thought simply that the Fiend was going to interfere with this match, but oh no, Randy Orton, Baron Corbin came out and watched. They're going to represent Team Ric Flair, who's going to go against. Team Hulk Hogan's Rusev and Rollins for the well, 10-man match at Crown Jewel. And The Fiend doesn't travel in a limousine. The limousine Oh, that's right. We got the limo. Yes. Who is in the limo? Who is in the, the limo? The Fiend's not traveling in a limo. You never know. No. Um, no. The Fiend is not traveling in a limo. I don't know. So Matt's just saying, uh, I'm just going to tell him no worries for tonight. Oh, is he done? He's, he's done uh, because he can't. Oh. He's got no Wi-Fi. We'll see if the Wi-Fi comes back. He could, he could, he can make a fiend-like appearance at the end. It's possible. Um, anyhow, uh, what does a limo usually signify in WWE? We saw the tease of the limo driving backstage. Usually, that means Vince McMahon is showing up. Um, a legend of some sort is arriving. Well, traditionally, what it means is the limo is showing up. Who's here? Who's here? And then you know we, we have this match go on. And you already see Orton and Corbin on the stage. You got you got Lawler saying he feels the Fiend's presence again. The Fiend's not riding the limo, so that that, that I mean, it did kind of leave a uh, that kind of left this this blank that needed to be filled in. It was very classic, and, and it worked. And then we come to find out it was Bobby Lashley. Bobby which Lashley. first off, I was going to say this is perhaps the most um, uh, the biggest assumption the WWE has ever made for an end of show swerve return before a pay-per-view with Bobby Lashley showing up 
and distracting the match. I was like, oh, they've horribly misread. And even on commentary, Bobby Lashley, we haven't seen him in months. I feel like he's been gone for like six weeks. It hasn't been that long. Has no, it? it's been months. Okay, still, commentary was trying to sell it, but were you popping like, oh my God, Bobby Lashley's back? I wasn't popping for Bobby, but I knew, okay, Bobby's walking out. Rusev is looking at him. Seth Rollins is down, and I kind of knew what must be coming next, especially because they gave us that little, that little, Oh, about what's up teaser earlier. What's up with lot? You know, like, so I, you know, so I, I was, I was, my attention was there. You know what I mean? Could have been CM Punk as LA five, six, one saying could have been Batista could have been uh John Cena could have been triple H Vince McMahon himself there at the season premiere to come out and give us some big swerve to go home with. V Vince was really the only actual ex uh, prediction I had prior to Bobby coming out. Vince was, the was the only one I was like, you know, even though Vince doesn't want to be seen on TV, they always Vince knows and they always push it. That Vince always, a lot of times, grabs a attention, grabs a rating. So maybe, but I couldn't figure out what he would be doing. Yes, John Morrison. As people in the chat are guessing. Oh, but no. oh that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted Turner. Oh my God! Can you imagine if Ted Turner would have shown up tonight at the end? Oh, how the internet would have been talking. But no, uh, Bobby Lashley showed up, and who was joining him? <clears throat> Lana, who came out, and that was not stage kissing. They were, they were full on getting it on there. Yeah, on and the let's. Uh, here's the thing. First off, as performers, you know we all know Lana is legitimately married to Rusev. Okay, they are married. If you follow their social media, they're married. They're still happily together. You know, they do. They've done. They've been on a reality show. This is not like a Matt Hardy, Lita Ed situation where you are hearing that there is actually legit turmoil. So, as performers, you have to tell, and I'm saying you, meaning if you're Vince or any kind of producer of the show, you have to tell Lashley and Lana. You can't just go out there and peck of a cheek. You know, just rub his muscles, smile. Wait, time out, Justin. I want you to do this as Vince coaching. <laughs> Bobby and Lana of what they're going to do out there in this segment tonight. Now, you can't go out there and be soft. You can't be cutesy wootsy. You can't just give him a pass on it, like a little peck on the cheek kiss. Lana, you gotta grab his big, muscular, black head, and you just gotta lay it in there with the tongue and just. Ah, ah. Oh, and Bobby, you just gotta give it to her. Give it to her. And Lana, kick. Here, let me show you. Come here, Bobby. Kick the leg. Kick the leg. Kick the leg. I don't think I Vince mean, is acting out Lana's part to Bobby as he comes I mean, through the segment. They had to go for it. You can't just half ass it. They had to go for it, and they did. But what the hell is Rusev doing? Why is he like? There's a dude making out with your wife, and why isn't he charging the ring? I th unless I unless like breathe, man. Unless we're gonna come to find out that like Rusev cheated on Lana, or that he initiated the split, and so he's not surprised that she's making out with Bobby Lashley. Like that, that was what kind of bothered me. Is like, why is Rusev not <laughs> surprisingly chill about this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, well, one, what's happening with the 205 Live announced team, and could Aiden English be coming back alongside Rusev? I don't know. 
Aiden English. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, two of five, I don't know. We still have Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon that are out there that we have to figure out where they're going. So I don't know. I don't know. But I, I mean, I don't think Aiden English is jumping in on this, if, if that's what you mean. Uh, this is, again, props to Lashley and Lana. You know, this, this I don't know where it's going. I'm not going to poo poo it right now. I'm going to see what happens. This was, again, very kind of like attitude shock value. We're doing, a, we're, they're doing a lot of like, you know, paternity test and marriage. You know, uh, I, I don't know, but they committed to it. I'll give them that. Bobby Lashley and Lana went 100%. So, hey, that's pretty intense. Pot committed. They were pot committed, as is WWE with The Fiend, because they had one last chance, Glenn. Yes, and The Fiend showed up at the end and freaked out Seth Rollins. And I'm a Fiend fan. I want to see him leave Hell in a Cell as a champion. But I'm just saying, if you're looking at this evenly here, they had one more chance. Right now, Seth Rollins couldn't beat The Fiend in a staring contest. He hasn't done anything. He had one last chance to get one little upper hand on the go-home show. Not happening. At this point, they are pot-freaking-committed. The only way they can leave this poker game without Bray Wyatt cashing in, becoming the Universal Champion, is unless lightning strikes the casino and the casino sets blaze, which would be the equivalent of The Undertaker showing up and disrupting the whole match. Otherwise, they are cut. They are pot committed. The Fiend has to be your new Universal Champion. Yeah, I don't know how they. Uh, I don't know how they get out of this. If if the Fiend loses at Hell in a Cell, this is just going to be. If he loses, you are going to see a very angry Justin Labar Sunday night. If he loses, but anything other than uh, an Undertaker interference. Undertaker interference. That's would it. Would be a pretty pretty cool way to go and. Uh... And that at Hell in a Cell, I'm trying to think. So with three matches announced, is this the, I mean, we'll see what happens Friday, but as this stands, this could be the least built pay-per-view, certainly the least built major name pay-per-view in WWE history. Well, it depends on how you define least built, because in fairness, uh, there is a lot of build to the Fiend-Seth Rollins match in terms of the buzz and the, just in the fact that maybe it's kind of quick for the Fiend. Um you know the Seth or the excuse me the Dan O'Brien Roman Reigns versus Rowan Harper. This has been a storyline that's been the Who Done It that's been building since the start of the summer. So it depends. So by quantity of matches, it's least built. But actually, you know, but you know by the quantity of matches, he has least built. But by the stories that are actually out there, I mean, the women, a lot of history there. I mean, but so the, for what is announced, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of history there. It's just, just you know, they're again they're building. We're gonna have a new champion on Friday. Brock Lesnar's gonna become a new champion on Friday. So Friday, I'm hoping he's not. I'm hoping like, we're really surprised. It's like two payoff pay per views in three days. It's think of SmackDown as a pay per view. Think of it as a pay per view in the sense of it's a payoff. There are two payoff shows in three days. Yeah, it's an exciting time, and we've got Wednesday night AEW NXT tomorrow. So weird not to have SmackDown on a Tuesday. Come join me in Pittsburgh, viewing party, AEW NXT, 1311 bar, Southside. Now, did you come up with any AEW-themed cocktails? There's no AEW-themed cocktails. There's, again, $2.50 domestic bottles, $7 pitchers, however you want them, Captain Morgan or Smirnoff Vodka, 1311 <laughs> bar. This this Wednesday night, the sound will be on AEW. We'll have both shows on the TVs. It's going to be fun. Now, how does this work when advertising drink specials for an event? Yes. This is the idea that, like, well, somebody on their own might go, eh, I don't know if I want to go watch AEW in a bar. I'm fine to stay at home. Oh, Captain Morgan pitchers. Well, the, the idea is, so 1311 bar is, is, is literally on a strip called East Carson Street on the south side of 29 blocks of bars. 
So there's a lot of bars you could go to and potentially say, hey, can you just put the show on a TV? There's no local sports of Pittsburgh going on. Um, so, you know, so the idea is like, hey, you could, of course, watch AEW and NXT at your house. Of course, we're asking you to come out somewhere else. And if you're going to come out, why not get the, the cheapest, most attractive drink specialty you're going to find in a public place? Watch wrestling with other friends, with other with other uh, people that are wrestling fans. That makes it interesting. So you're not just sitting by yourself. Uh, obviously, use an Uber, use a Lyft, use a DD. You know, be smart about it, but have fun. You know, that's the idea. It's, you know, we want to make it so you're not coming out paying crazy city prices. You're coming out and just paying the cheapest price possible for a good product and having fun. Just now, we want a special shot committed. I want you to do just a row, a row of like three shots for five bucks. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be top shelf. <laughs> but no need for that, right? Yeah, no need for that. Just shot no committed. <laughs> shot committed. I love it. One at a time. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, anything else you want to hit quickly before we wrap this up? Uh, yeah, real quickly. We'll do some news real quick. Um, uh, Rick Wagner uh, passed away, best known as the hmm. fake Razor Ramon in 1996 when oh, they wow. had the fake Razor and Diesel. So uh, uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, of course, The Rock was advertised, or Rock advertising officially confirmed today that he will be at SmackDown this Friday. That was kind of the last missing piece. Was like you know SmackDown. That's the Rock show. It's the phrase that he coined. Um, probably schedule and everything prohibiting, but he's going to be there this Friday. So that's a big deal. That means you're going to have The Rock. That means you're going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, do they advertise The Undertaker? I don't remember, but I know they've advertised Austin. And what about Rock. Cena? Tonight there was an announcement about him doing a charity drive, but no announcement about SmackDown. Yeah, no. So I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're still leaving some surprises in the bag. But uh, The Rock will be at SmackDown this Friday in LA. Fitting that's that's his hometown now. So that's a big deal. And then uh, some CM Punk news, both uh, work-wise and legal-wise. Work-wise, this, this came out a few days ago, but a Wrestling Observer reporting that CM Punk did go to L.A. and do um, some screen testing for the new studio show that Fox is going to do about WWE programming. Now, mind you, this would be if, – if, if CM Punk did this, this would be him working for Fox, not WWE, but apparently he screen tested for the WWE backstage show on FS1 with Renee Young and with Booker T. Wow. So again, this would be him working for Fox, not WWE. Uh, and, and, and the report goes on from Wrestling Observer Radio that um, while WWE may not be crazy about having Punk on a show talking about their programming, given the history, uh, this would keep him away from AEW uh, if he was to mm -hmm. do this. So there's a lot of thoughts here. And then on the legal side of things, CM Punk, of course, was embroiled in a legal battle with his former best friend, Colt Cabana, uh, well, PW Insider reported Colt and CM Punk have settled their lawsuit uh, with prejudice, which I believe legally transfer translates into they can't try to sue each other again uh, because of the same uh, under the same uh, context and such. Uh, and some tweets went on. You can read the whole story in Wrestling Inc. But basically, Punk basically said that he would have helped Colt Cabana if Colt would have just asked him. Basically, accuses Colt of extorting him, uh, taking the legal road and taking the legal action. And even makes a jab at Cole Cabana at one point to these fans on Twitter saying, you know, oh, good luck and have fun contributing to his woe is me GoFundMe account. Basically insinuating that, that Colt is going to need money uh, and he's going to, you know, so this, this was, a, again, another story that kind of took the, the, the Wrestling Inc. website by storm here today. Um, uh, Sam Punk back in the news. I'm just watching this animated GIF replay of uh, Lana and Bobby, and just the look on Rusev's face. It's just kind of like, <sighs> again, Jesus Christ, this happens all the time. <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's very funny. It's, 
yeah. Anyhow, uh, Wednesday night, we'll be back here. Me, Matt Morgan, Raj Giri, to talk all about AEW and NXT. Friday night, SmackDown Live. SmackDown on Fox. The start of a new era. Thank you for joining us tonight. Matt Morgan is apologizing for uh, not being able to come at the very end, but his Wi-Fi is down. So Matt will join us uh, on Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.